The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. It was reported yesterday that backup quarterback Nico Markiel, our late friend Wolf, we call him RPO Markiel, signed with Country Roads Trust and will be coming back to play for the West Virginia Mountaineers in the 2024 season coming up. Obviously, in a world where a lot of people are chasing the dollar, and we'll talk about that later with a certain player that committed for a day in Rael, but or Rael, however you pronounce his name, I guess it doesn't matter now. Uh, But anyway, Nico Markiel is here to stay. Obviously, I think he sees the commitment, the buy-in for this West Virginia team. Obviously, Ryan, with having uh, Garrett Green, the mobile quarterback he is, with a little bit of an injury history. We saw Nico step up in two big games last year against Pitt, against Texas Tech. You know, comes out for the occasional trick play uh, and obviously is a big part of this team, uh, a leader of this team as well, even though he's a backup quarterback. Ryan, your thoughts on on the whole situation and, and Nico staying with West Virginia football? Yeah, I was excited to see uh, because the, the reality too is Garrett Green plays not a reckless style, but an aggressive style. He's fearless, and we saw him go down against Pitt. Nico had to come in and win that Pitt game, and then also the Texas Tech game the next week. So Nico's had experience now. He's going to get another year in the system um, to get some reps. I'm looking forward to having him back, and it's cool. It kind of speaks to their culture that, um, that he probably had opportunities to go somewhere else. But he wanted to stay, be part of something special next year. And I, I think you need two quarterbacks in this day and age, even three. You can never have enough depth at the quarterback position because freaky things happen, injuries happen. Remember when we were previewing the Big 12 games every week in and week out, and it was a question of which quarterback's injured this week, whether it was Quinn Ewers at Texas, Baylor, Texas Tech, uh, you, the uh, UCF with, uh, with, the, with their guy. I mean, the list goes mm-hmm. on and on. Uh, Garrett Green. So, I mean, it felt like over half the league was injured at the quarterback position, and you got to have depth. You do have to have depth. And I mean, we've seen yeah. it in the NFL this year, right? Is yeah. this with all the rule changes, and I guess both college and NFL, and we're still seeing all these quarterbacks go down? Obviously, I something's probably related there. We won't dive down there too far. But yes, you never know when you're going to be called, um, especially in college football, especially when. You know, sometimes weird things happen, especially with the NCAA. And obviously, I'm not saying this is going to happen to Garrett Green or anyone on this football team, but rules love to change all of a sudden. And you never know when that next man up mentality here Mm -hmm. is. Obviously, Garrett Green's really excited by this news as well. And there's going to come a time this season, I'll I'll call it right now, where maybe it's like this past year where it's the Pitt-Texas Tech game. Maybe it's a play. Maybe it's a longer stretch. I don't know. But there is going to come a point in this season where Nico Markiel is going to have to step up and make a play, at least make a play, make a lot of plays maybe, and he'll have his opportunity to shine. And especially, like we talked about it in this transfer portal world where people are bouncing around with him being like, do you know what? We have a great thing here. We have a good offense. 
we've, we've had a good season. He sees the vision. He sees what can come down the road. And then maybe then it's his turn to take over the reins here in the next few years, which can is a great thing and something you don't see in today's college setting anymore. So glad to have Nico on board. Obviously, we have Matthew in the chat as well. Uh, Anthony yep. Wilson uh, signed with Country Roads Trust, so he'll be coming back. We're keeping most of this team together, which is a really good thing, especially on the de- defensive end, a, a, an area where we need more experience, but we're bringing in more players um, as well, and obviously hats off to to Ren Baker and the Country Roads Trust and being aggressive, going out there, keeping some of these guys, keeping these guys happy. So we're we're something that we haven't seen here in West Virginia in a while. Um, we're we're seeing this continuation of a team, and I think great things are going to come here in 2024. Obviously, Ryan, we've done videos on the expectations from Neil Brown and this team as a collective, and hey, high expectations, but. These guys believe in themselves, and I think great things are here to come. Yeah, I I agree with you, Rush. And and to expand on what we were talking about with with Garrett Green, like potentially going down here and there because of the way he plays. If you remember the most famous West Virginia team, 2007 team that was one game away from the national championship, Pat White. Pat White didn't finish that South Florida game. Uh, Jarrett Brown had to come in. So it, it happened. Will Greer, remember? Will Greer mm-hmm. didn't finish his first year. You don't wish it to happen, obviously, but the reality is it's football. Injuries happen, and having depth at the quarterback position is always a good thing. So, yeah, I'm excited to have Nico back, and he's going to get better and better. His ceiling's high, man. I liked what I saw from him. W- way more mobile um, than I initially thought he was. Uh, I mean, they were running design runs for him like they do with Garrett Green. So, and he's a lefty. I like lefties. So, well, yeah. Excited to have Nico back, man. Really excited. Uh, Ryan, it looks like some of your fan clubs here. Uh, this girl bets. I'm here to hear Max speak. Yep, Ryan's always uh, laying down what's good. Obviously, we'll get to the Texas preview here. West Virginia basketball is a game tomorrow, and catch us also on the Big Twelve College Experience. After this, we'll be uh, three o'clock, uh, top of the hour. We'll be joined by Troy Tuning over on the College Experience and being going over all the Big Twelve basketball games this weekend. So catch us there as well. The, but, kind of, but Ryan, kind of to put a bow on this and and, and talk about um, th- this team is. Hey, it's it's let, let's see another thing, too. Obviously, with Nick Saban leaving Alabama, a lot of chatter going on in FSU. If NCA is going to come down with sanctions, obviously, the Washington coach might be going to Alabama. A lot of things are still going to happen. Of course, we have spring practices and spring games coming up. There's going to be opportunities to still build and strengthen this team and create depth um, with transfer portal people. And you know what? We may see a couple people go as well. It happens, but. Obviously, the core of this team is here, and hey, we'll, we'll, the ball's in their court. It's it's West Virginia is can dictate what type of season they want to have this year, especially with this new Big Twelve, uh, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Obviously, Arizona joins, and there's supposed to be big things there. But we've talked about the schedule; it's it favors West Virginia. Well, I mean, we'll see how these teams shake out, but I think a lot of these teams, like Oklahoma State might have some regression. Arizona might have some regression too. We'll see. Yeah. Obviously they have a really good quarterback and coach as well, but should be a really good season here for the Mountaineers, a season that we really haven't felt this confident about since we've had Will Greer. Yeah. It's expectations are high, man. So but hopefully we're not the team that's regressing, but there will be some regression. It always is in the big 12 uh, teams that kind of were down last year will come more to more to the mean and uh, teams that had really good years like Texas tech two years ago at TCU they came back to the pack a little bit. It, it's the league of the middle class, as you say, Roger. Yeah. yeah. But then we, I mean, on the opposite end, 
TCU's probably due to come up this year. You know, Baylor's yep. probably due for come up this year. Obviously, Texas Tech had all the expectations last year. It might be a year late. You know, sometimes we're a year ahead of things, and that might be Texas Tech. Obviously, we're at Lubbock this year, but hey, we got we got a great home schedule. Two of our away games are at Cincinnati and at Pitt. Obviously, that Pitt game will be a home game for us as much as Pitt wants to pretend like they're these big competitors. And we'll have a lot of time to uh, talk some talk some smack against Pitt here. But obviously, that Cincinnati game, West Virginia will travel. I mean, we travel well. It doesn't matter where in the Big 12, but obviously, we have a lot of these closer games now. So so good things good things can happen man I'm, I'm it's already it's january the nfl hasn't ended yet ryan and we're already we're already for 2024 football the cycle that that never ends obviously we have college basketball and march madness coming up to kind of to ease us keep us going but april hits and the weekend hits and you're kind of like oh, i could i could use a football game right about now oh yeah yeah no that's why you got to enjoy those saturdays while they last because you blink and the season's over it, and we got to wait all the way till Labor Day. But like you said, we got the NFL playoffs. It'll uh, that'll get us at least for another month in college basketball. It's a, it's those summer months that are brutal, man. I mean, that's vacation season. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, some other football news as we continue. Uh, someone we talked about the other day. It is actually announced after I made the thumbnail. So uh, maybe this is one of those things that was meant to be. Wasn't meant to be on the thumbnail. Uh, Taj Real, the Old Dominion safety after 24 hours decommitted from West Virginia, uh, goes on to talk about how, oh, hey, uh, business is business in one post, but then he has a gut feeling in another. So, dude, no no one's blaming you. You know, uh, we're never going to criticize you. someone that's doing them and what's best for their family and what sets up for them financially. But don't say you had a gut feeling about it and, and then say business is business in the other. Like, do your thing. No no one is blaming you, man. Like, there's, you know, you were here 24 hours. It's okay. It, it, it happens. Um, sometimes, you know, West Virginia has been the be- beneficiary of it as well, where someone's gone somewhere else and we've been able to get them. Uh, but don't pretend like it's a gut feeling. It, it's just not. No, <laughs> I I love when these guys, some of these athletes think they're smarter than everybody else. They're full of, you know what, uh, mm-hmm. just do you, man. Dude, nobody's, nobody's killing you for it. I best of luck. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't give us and try and trick us with your posts. We're, <laughs> we're not born yesterday, man. Come on. So, but, uh, yeah, best of luck to him. It, it is kind of funny, Ryan, like with the transfer portal now in today's NCAA and today's college football, where like people will hit the transfer portal and I get it. They want to thank where they came from and the opportunity and stuff, but you get these long two paragraph things, the fonts, like, uh, dude, I I'm actually a pretty good eyesight and I can barely read them. They have this thumbnail in the background of them playing. It's like, what happened to the day? I even re- respected it when people would write out on the notes tab, screenshot it and post it up. Or just now that Elon has Twitter, you can kind of write a long thing. Like, it's kind of becoming ridiculous, man. It's got, it's kind of funny. Like yeah, I'm looking forward to the guy. I'm looking <laughs> forward to the guy that's just like, Hey, thank you for this opportunity. I'm moving on. Like be brief. And, and yeah, look, looking forward to that as well. Uh, Matthew in the chat is as usual. We had him up earlier. I agree with both of you. People can call me crazy, but I see us going 10 and two playing in the big 12 championship game and possibly be making the college football playoff since it's extended to 12 teams. Yes. We're right outside of that, and and this team is more than capable of that with this schedule this year, Matt. We we agree. I don't think it's crazy to say ten nine and three, ten and two. Um, I think I think the difference between those two records is that Penn State game, like we talked about. But hey, they're coming to Morgantown this year. Uh, uh, you know, I, I know it, some people are like, oh, you can't call it a rivalry with Penn State because they beat you guys so much. And okay, yeah, maybe, but I 
we've talked about this, Ryan, and we'll 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 have plenty of of time to talk about this, but but that's the game to lead things off. And when you have all off season to prepare, and you played them last year, and you played them pretty good, the score wasn't an indication of the game. Uh, and you have a whole summer to prepare for them now. Good things can happen, especially home in college sports. Yeah, it, it's absolutely, and I can't I can't wait for it. And and speaking of Matthew in the chat, it's kind of breaking news in the in the background. Is uh, looks like Kalen DeBauer uh, is going to take the Alabama job. Yeah. So hey, so, that that opens up. We'll see if any guys from Washington and yeah. yeah, this whole thing has a domino effect. And we're not saying we're going to go get all their five stars or four stars or even three stars, but when you need depth, when you need pieces, when you know, we talked about this earlier with Nico and having a quarterback. You know, depth is everything. We saw it, you know, with with Lathan getting hurt this last year in the TCU game is that next man up mentality. And especially with college football and their roster size and how big they can be, Ryan, uh, having guys, having pieces, having depth, especially coming from these programs that went really far in, in the college football playoff that have a really good culture behind them. They can bring a lot of that to a place like West Virginia. So we'll see that this domino effect creates, and it could even create the type of effect where someone from Washington, say, goes to Oklahoma State, and then that person at Oklahoma State doesn't have a place, and the next thing you know, they're coming to West Virginia. This this whole thing has a direct and indirect impact. So, hey, we'll, we we have our core. We have our basis. We have our consistency. We have our guys. Let's, let's see if we can uh, solidify that a little more, Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you, you touch on it. it you don't know which coaches are going to follow him to Alabama, uh, which who's going to get the Washington job, uh, whoever gets the Washington job, where are they coming from? It's it like you said, it's a domino effect for the portal coaches that have relationships and players. So we'll see how it shakes out and if it can impact the Mountaineers in some way. Absolutely, and we'll finish this football side of things with only 232 days until the first game. So let's go. Feeling good. Definitely feeling better at this time where we were last year. Looking forward to that schedule um, being released. Obviously, we know our opponents, but we don't know when we're playing them. So uh, my guess is I think last year it came out around January, February, around this time. So maybe a couple weeks from now. So looking forward to that being um, released as well. In the meantime, there is a college basketball season to be played. Um, tough game. We, we covered it last episode against uh, Kansas State um, on, what was that, Tuesday uh, a game, obviously, where Jesse Edwards was missed. An update on Jesse Edwards is, I guess, he's in the brace for another week, Ryan. And then it's yeah. back to the rehab and building the muscles back up. So we should see him here. Hopefully, we only miss him for f- around five Big 12 games uh, inside. From what I've heard from a few guys uh, with the basketball program is it's looking like maybe five games we'll miss him for the Big 12. So obviously, got to find a way to go. Maybe two and three, three and two in a perfect world. Obviously, this starts with Texas on Saturday. And this Texas team who got upset against Texas Tech on their home court um, played a grinder of a game at Cincinnati, barely won that one. Obviously, this is Rodney Terry's team now, uh, an inexperienced coach, kind of like our situation, Ryan. Obviously, last year was Chris Beard's team. Now it's Rodney Terry's team, and they're and they're facing some issues. So, Ryan, tell us about this Texas team. So so Texas is not as good as last year. Last year was just kind of a special team. They were they were like a NBA team from an age standpoint. They were 24, 25 years old last year. Teddy's out. Yeah. Teddy Allen's brother was on the team. Marcus Carr. Uh, yeah, they, they, they lost all those guys. They still have a good experience. The big kid that, that broke his foot and probably was the reason why they didn't get to the final four. Dylan DeSue finally came back like four or five games ago. 
They finally put him in the starting lineup again last week or last game against Cincinnati coming off the loss. He went for 33-6. and six. So I think it's safe to say he's back. He's a matchup nightmare. I don't know how we're going to match up with him without Edwards. It's going to have to be a team effort. Good guards, Max A. Smith. Uh, people remember him from uh, the Oral Roberts days at the NCAA tournament when they beat Ohio State. Tyrese Hunter's back. So they got good guards. They got good size. Obviously, they're athletic because they're Texas. They get to choose who they want to come there. They don't have the toughness, though, that they've had or when they had with Chris Beard. Like they, they lost a little bit of that or a lot of that when Chris Beard left with his situation now at Ole Miss. So this is... I, I, this is an interesting game because you mentioned it, Rush. They they got punched in the mouth by Texas Tech and Austin, 0-1. Really had their backs to the wall on Tuesday mm-hmm. night and found a way to win a heck of a basketball game against Cincinnati in a place that was electric. I mean, Cincinnati was so juiced up for that game. Impressed by Texas, able to go into Cincinnati and get that win. So now they're 1-1 and in, in uh, league play. But this is a back-to-back road spot, and I would assume that they probably stayed out here because – Cincinnati's mm-hmm. right there. Uh, if they did go all the way back to Austin and then back to Morgantown, I would think that favors the, the Mountaineers for sure because uh, of the weather that's going to be bad this weekend, all the travel. But uh, yeah, this is this going to be a good test again. It, it it's a winnable game. I, I know they're Texas, but they're not as good of a Texas team as they've been um, under Chris Beard. Yeah, after this, the Mountaineers are at Oklahoma, and then we have Kansas at home the following Saturday. So obviously, not following through on that Kansas State game. This is yeah, this is this is a, obviously another must win here. Um, Ryan, let me ask you something. You brought up an interesting point with kind of that that back to back road trip, and you know, staying locally when when you know you have a couple days uh, where you need to go. Usually, when you played that second game on a back to back, how how would the Mountaineers do? How would you guys feel as a staff and as a team? Would you be pretty tired and exhausted from being on the road, or did you kind of just get used to it and everything was still good? Well, because it was hugs. When we lost the first one, I was very very confident we were going to win the second one because there he, he, he you have everybody in the same room forever, and you can get some reality checks, you some real real conversations, and the team's together for a couple days. There's no distractions at home, girlfriends, uh, high street, whatever it may be. Uh, so I always loved being on the road for the second game if we stayed out there and lost the first one. It, if you win the first one, though, it's a little tricky because maybe you feel a little good, you're feeling good about yourself, a little comfortable that in the back of your mind, it's like, hey, man, we already got – because the goal in the Big 12 if you go on a double road trip is to get a split. So if you get the first one, maybe let your guard down a little bit. I think we did at times. I think everybody in this league lets their guard down where it's like, hey, man, we did our job. We got a split. Um, If we – this is gravy on on the top if we can get get a sweep on the road trip. So I like the second game just because of how Hugs handled it. And and we eliminated distractions being on the road. So yeah, I think it does favor Texas, but I think they're feeling good about themselves getting that win too. So it's kind of a mix and match. I know we're not feeling good about ourselves, so we're the desperate team. Yeah, and and usually historically that plays out well for us, as you were saying. And and Texas having to probably grind it out against Cincinnati like they didn't expect, yeah, kind of sets up for a letdown. And then they they go home after this and play UCF. So it's not a look ahead game for them, but they also know they have. UCF behind him who just beat Kansas too. So very, this, this, what we're kind of calling the purgatory big 12, right? It's that middle ground till it's solidified next year. 
it's it, a lot of people thought it would kind of be watered down with UCF and yeah. BYU and obviously not Houston joining in the basketball sense, but Cincinnati, big question mark out of Cincinnati. And they're proving to be a solid team, obviously winning in Provo and grinding it out against Texas. So that, that speaking of domino effects that, that could have one here. Uh, Ryan, let me ask you real quick. Uh, Michael's in the chat. What is the, how is the spread looking? I'm assuming five and Texas, a half. Is, Texas is favored five and a half. Yeah. So and, and, we talk and about it, home dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing too, like one of the advantages of being out on the road trip is you usually practice in the arena. So mm-hmm. you, you're, you're getting reps in the gym. It's a new, and, and I don't think a lot of people know this too. Every team has a different basketball. It, it's weird. Like some use Wilson, some use Spalding, some use Nike. I actually didn't know that. That kind of, I, I know a lot of people might think that that's not a big thing. That is a big thing. All those basketballs sure. are different. So you got to get the feel. You practice with the basketballs. You shoot in the arena. I think that's why so many road teams struggle on the road in these noon games because they don't have a shoot around. It's like kind of their first time in that arena and you're trying to get used to the backdrop. You got fans yelling at you. So it's just something to keep in the back of your mind. Just uh, ex- having the experience from all these years of going through it. That's, a, that's actually really fascinating. Do you know if there's, do you know from, from you being obviously part of teams, have, have you heard from the players, which ones they usually prefer? I think Spalding is is most popular, and and other things too. Like, like this is where the managers are invaluable because teams will try to pull stuff on other teams. One time at Kansas, they put out the wrong basketballs, and we called them out right away. We're like, "No, you guys are Wilson. We need the Wilson basketball." They're like, "Oh yeah, we forgot." Like that happens all the time. So you got to be on your you got to be on your on your p's and q's, man. So it, it like the little the little gamesmanship. That, that people don't realize that happens that just really do add up in, in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, it's a little pull, pull back the curtain behind the scenes stuff there. It, it really <laughs> shows you how every member of the staff is so important. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's why, you know, usually in these March Madness and the teams that go the furthest are the most complete staff and from, from top to bottom and, and the ones that are willing to be like managers and, and pull yeah. those types of things. So, that very fascinating. Thank you for sharing that, Ryan. Of course, Michael's back in the chat. That's a sneak advantage, Mac. Absolutely. It's it's kind of something to think about. Uh, Matthew says the schedule is brutal. Big 12 is always a gauntlet. Adding the teams that we have coming in next year will just make it even tougher. Yes, it will. But the good thing is we are West Virginia. Um, we are historically a top 20, top 25 program and wins that might have fallen back a little bit this year because, I mean, obviously it can get really close between the 15 and 20 spot. You know, we're talking couple wins there so hey the good thing is you know it might be one of those seasons but we'll figure our way back it's we always do but i mean this season's obviously still salvageable it's not a loss these guys are playing for pride they're playing for spoilers things can happen weirder things can happen and stuff sometimes you get one right and one becomes two and next thing you know you have confidence and you're feeling good about yourself so that's what we need right now obviously we talked about on the previous episode but going back to this texas team ryan how does West Virginia kind of talking about your keys to victory, what they need to do to to beat this Texas team, get that one win under their belt and start feeling good and confident about themselves? They got to they got to value value the basketball because it, and and I keep I keep it hammering this down. 
the one-handed passes have got to stop. That doesn't work in the Big 12. That that works at the mid-major, the Pac-12, whatever league some of these guys came from. That doesn't work in this league when the defensive teams, the coaching is so good, so detailed. It's hard to get an open shot. So when you're throwing mm-hmm. one-handed passes, it's usually going to get deflected. It's going to turn into a turnover. So they got to value the basketball. Uh, Texas Tech was able to beat them because they only turned it over six times, which in result kept Texas out of transition. So – Get Texas in a half-court game. They don't run the best stuff in the world. They kind of just rely on their talent and athleticism. So keep them out of transition, and obviously you got to keep them off the glass. And this has been an Achilles heel of this Mountaineer team without Jesse Edwards. So it's got to be a team effort. Everybody's got to box out. Everybody's got to hit a man. They're going to be stronger, more athletic. You're not just going to go in there and get a rebound against these guys, or they're going to be doing chin-ups on top of you uh, after they dunk it back for two points. So – you got, you got to hit them, take the fight to them. That's what we've done in the past against Texas. They don't like to get hit. They are a front-runner team. I mean, that's that's what tech, the Texas Longhorns are. You have to hit them. They don't like that. And, uh, yeah, everybody's got to pull the same way. It kind of goes back to what you're talking about with, with the managers. Every member of the program is, is valuable. You got to get everybody pulling the same way. You got to get everybody mm-hmm. on the same page buying into winning. That's all that matters. No, Who cares how many points you score? how many assists you had, how many rebounds you had. The only thing that matters is that you scored more points than the Texas Longhorns on Saturday night. So simple. I think they have a shot to win. I know I say that a lot. I do um, too. Optimistic, but I think if they do those two things, they're going to be right there to uh, pull an upset and get win number one in the Big 12. I So we saw it in the first half last game. Is yeah. this is a capable team when they play as a team, make that extra pass, do what they're supposed to, and not try to overdo things. Yeah. Great things happen. Good things happen. The this is a talented team. This is okay. This is a team with a lot of talented players that's still learning how to mesh. And because of a lot of BS from the NCAA and how the season started, they're trying to mesh against very hard teams where it's hard to figure that stuff out. So yeah. we're just you know, that spark. Now we're not saying the spark will ever come, but they are capable of it. And, you know, yeah. they get that one thing to turn around. Great things can happen. So that's all we're saying there. Obviously, we'll be at the game tomorrow, Ryan. If you see us, come say hi to us. We on Media Row covering it throughout the game. Um, again, uh, top of the hour, three o'clock, we'll be over on the Big 12 College Experience with our friend Troy, the Big 12 guru. Uh, discussing all the all the games tomorrow in the Big 12. We'll talk a little more of the gambling side of things. Uh, but until then, everyone, thank you. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, of course, with all the weather. We love you all. We appreciate you all. Thank you so much uh, for your support. You, you All the comments in the chat, uh, all of you reaching out on Twitter. Obviously, feel free to spark up conversations with us on Twitter. We love interacting. Um, it, it, it makes it all worth it. This is why we do it. We've put a lot of our own money, blood, sweat, and tears into this. So thank you for all your support and returning it back. Um, anyway, have a great weekend. Anyone go Mountaineers horns down. Let's beat these Texas Longhorns, especially their uh, last time their basketball team's coming to Morgantown. So, hey, a good a good way to to get a win here. So anyway, love you all and, and go Mountaineers. Let's go Mountaineers. Let's get a win.